0: Welcome to Living the Good Life podcast, where we bring you messages, thoughts, and advice for living the good life. Today's message is brought to us by Brother Larry Dishman. In Psalm 78, we want to begin reading at verse number 10. They kept not the covenant of God and refused to walk in His law, and forgot His works and His wonders that He had showed them. Marvelous things did he in the sight of their fathers in the land of Egypt in the field of Zoan. He divided the sea and caused them to pass through and he made the waters to stand as in heap. In the daytime also he led them with the cloud and all the night with the light of fire. He clave the rocks in the wilderness and gave them drink out as of great depths. He brought streams also out of the rock, and he caused the waters to run down like rivers. And they sinned yet more against him by provoking the Most High in the wilderness. And they tempted God in their heart by asking meat for their lust. And they spake against God and said, Can God furnish a table in the wilderness? Behold, he smote the rock, and the waters gushed out and the streams overflowed. Can he give bread also? Can he provide flesh for his people? Therefore the Lord, the Lord heard this and was wroth. So a fire was kindled against Jacob and anger also came up against Israel because they believed not in God and trusted not in his salvation. Though he had commanded the clouds from above and opened up the doors of heaven, And he rained down men upon them to eat, and had given them of the corn of heaven. Man did eat angels food, and he sent them meat to the full. He caused an east wind to blow in the heavens, and by his power he brought in the south wind. He rained flesh also upon them as dust, and he feathered the fowls like as of the sand of the sea. And he let it fall in the midst of their camp, and round about their habitations. So they did eat and were filled, for he gave them their own desire. My message this morning deals with the subject: Can God? Three questions was asked. Verse number nineteen: Yea, they spake against God. They said, "Can God furnish a table in the wilderness?" behold he smote the rock that the waters gushed out the streams overflowed can he give bread also can he provide flesh for his people can God this was a question that was asked and it's still being asked today can God do this and can God do that but I want to say that God can these were God's chosen people Yet, they spake against God. And down through the years, men have asked this question, can God? But I want to say that God can. The people of Israel had crossed the Red Sea and the waters have come together and drowned the armies of Pharaoh. They could have went into the land in about 10 days had they only believed the Lord. They sent 12 spies across Jordan to spy out that land. They said it's a land that's flowing with milk and honey and grapes. But they said we saw Philistines in that land and they're like giants. They said we're just like little grasshoppers in their sight. And we're not able to go in there. 430 years they had been out of Canaan. And they had been hearing about Canaan. They'd been talking about Canaan. And they found out that everything that they heard about Canaan was true. It was just like that God said it was. So they said, we might as well go back to Egypt and die there. Ten of those spies said, can God? But two of them stepped up and said, God can, amen. Thank God forever. I'm glad for Joshua and Caleb. They not only said, we are able, they said, we are well able, thank God forever. But the people believed the 10 instead of the two. And they turned away to wander in the wilderness for 40 years. They wandered in the wilderness till Moses died. They wandered in the wilderness till every adult above 20 died. And not a one of them put their feet in the land of promise, save Joshua and Caleb. Now they're in trouble. How are they going to live? They had neither goods nor substance. And the wilderness was a barren and unproductive land. They had no tools to cultivate the ground had they had the rain. And here's what God did to furnish them a table in the wilderness. God sent them manna. It tasted like bread with honey on it. For 40 years, they lived on that bread from heaven. And they called it angel's food. God fed them quail from heaven. According to the word of God, God sent so many quail that they couldn't put their foot down without stepping on a the quail. They said, we'll die of thirst. So God said, Moses, take your rod. And smite that stone, that flinty stone. And when he did, waters gushed out as from great depths. They had all the manna they could eat. They had all the water they could drink. And they had all the quail that they could eat. Can God? God can, amen. I'm glad God still can today. He is just the same today. Thank God he's not changed any. Men may change, but I'm glad that God never changes. Praise God forever. Now, friend, you just can't beat angels' food and quail when it's baked just right and a cold glass of water. You just can't beat that nowhere. And those Israelites found out that God was able to furnish a table for them in the wilderness. When things looked hopeless, God said, you just wait. I'll furnish you a table in the wilderness. Praise God forever. Amen. And I say that God can still furnish a table for us today. There's no record that one of them ever starved to death. There was two million of them in the wilderness for 40 years. And not a one of them ever starved to death. Yes, the media is saying today, can God... All kinds of literature is being printed today and it asks the question, can God? The newspapers say, can God? The liberals are saying, can God? But I want to say that God can, amen. Amen. In spite of their unbelief, in spite of their rebellion, in spite of their disobedience, God furnished a table for them in the wilderness. Now all these things happened unto them for our examples. They were written for our admonition that we might learn from this. But the Bible lets us know in 1 Corinthians 10, five, with many of them, God was not well pleased for they were overthrown in the wilderness. Even though we're living in a day when faith, just not along one line, along many lines, it's had a low ebb, but I'm glad that with God, all things are still possible. I'm going to even bring it down closer than that. Not only with God, all things are possible, but the Bible says with us, if we will believe all things are possible. And I believe we ought to teach the greatness of God to our children. But I believe we err many times because as we teach our children, it's only a story to them like any other story. But we need to let our children know this is not just a story. This really happened. And it was accomplished through and by the power of God. I want to go on record this morning by saying that I believe in every miracle in the Bible. Now I can't say that I understand them all. I don't believe that God has changed one bit. And I believe that God's always been victorious. And he always will be victorious. Amen. Amen. God can do anything, anytime he so desires. And God will not fail us. Not one promise in God's word has ever been broken. And not one promise in God's word will ever be broken. Amen. Can God? God can. Amen. I'm glad we're serving a God that can. He's the head of the church. In all things, he has the preeminence. He precedes all others. In his priority. Somebody said, Where did God come from, Brother Larry? And I say, He's always been. Yeah. Let's get realistic about this thing. Where did God come from? He came from nowhere. And the reason he came from nowhere, there wasn't nowhere for him to come from. <laughs> Amen. Coming from nowhere, he stood on nothing. And the reason he stood on nothing, there wasn't nothing for him to stand on. And standing on nothing, he reached out where there was no place to reach. And he grabbed something when there was nothing to grab. Amen. And he hung something on nothing and he told it to stand there. Amen. Can God? God can. Ain't God forever. And standing on nothing. He took the hammer of his own will. And he struck the anvil of his omnipotence. And when he did, sparks flew therefrom. And he reached out and he caught them with the tips of his fingers. And he flung them out in space. And he decked the heavens with stars. Can God? God can. The heavens and the stars... Lean on his arms. And after he got through with all of that, nobody said a word. And the reason nobody said a word, wasn't nobody to say (laughs) anything. Amen. I'm telling you, he's God. Yes, he walked on the brow of nothing. By the gesture of his hands, worlds were formed. He scooped out the seas with the palms of his hands and he piled up the hills. He propped up the mountains. And friend, he didn't have to put his signature in the cone of the sunrise. Nobody else is gonna cause the sun to rise and claim they did it, amen. He didn't have to carve his initials on the side of the mountain. Nobody else is gonna make any mountains and claim they did it. He didn't even have to put his brand on the cattle of a thousand hills. Nobody else is going to make any cows and claim they made them. And he didn't even have to take out a copyright on the songs that he gives the birds to sing. He's the owner. Amen. Somebody said, what about it, Brother Larry? Can God? God can. He came from the bosom of the father to the bosom of a virgin. He became the son of man that we might become sons of God. And when he was 12 years old, he puzzled the doctors and lawyers of his day. And he was mentioned more than 300 times in the Old Testament alone. Jesus Christ is referred to in every book in this Bible. We have record where he performed at least 36 miracles. We have record where he attended three funerals and he raised the dead all three times. He said I am the resurrection He that believeth in me though he were dead Yet shall he live the winds obeyed his voice He spoke peace to the raging sea He never wrote a song yet. He's furnished the theme of more songs than all the songwriters combined He fed a hungry multitude with a little boy's lunch and had plenty left over when he got done And did you ever notice, wherever Christ goes, drama goes. It's impossible to look anywhere in the four gospels without finding something exciting happening. Every place Jesus went, he made the news. His fame ran like wildfire. Crowds jammed every street that he took. Men climbed up sycamore trees just to see him pass by. Men got on top of the houses and cut the roof open to let the patients down to see. And thank God he made no charge for his service. Amen. Oh, they mobbed him during the working hours. Men like Nicodemus came to him by night. See, the Pharisees, they always quote it. But Jesus just simply said, I say unto you. And he said he spoke with one as having authority. And they said concerning this man, never a man spake like this man. Oh, he slept in the manger of a stranger. He slept on a rock for a pillow. He sailed on a lake on a borrowed boat. He rolled into Jerusalem on a borrowed coat. When he come down to the end of life's journey, they put him in a borrowed tomb. Now that used to bother me, that this very son of God had to be put in a borrowed tomb. But he got to thinking about it one day. He's just going to need one for three days and three nights. So a borrowed tomb would be sufficient. Amen. Thank God forever. He came down the stairway of heaven. Born in Bethlehem. Hid in Egypt. Brought up in Nazareth. Baptized in Jordan. Tempted in the wilderness. Performed miracles by the roadside. Healed the multitudes without medicine. Made no charge for his service. And get this. He's older than his mother. And he's just as old as his father. Amen. He just didn't get started in Bethlehem. No. He was with the father. From the very beginning. Oh, he's the pearl from paradise. He's the gem from the glory land. He's truce. fairest Jewel. His holy name is like honey to the taste. It's like harmony to the ear. It's like hope to the heart. He's higher than the heavens of heavens. He's holier than the holy of holies. And his birth is our significance. In his life is our example. In his cross is our redemption. In his resurrection is our hope. Can God? God can. He's the only one that can forgive sins. He supplies strength for the weak. And thank God he's available for the tempted and tried. He guards and he guides. He strengthens and he sustains. He's the key of knowledge. He delivers the captive. He defends the feeble. He blesses the young. He regards the agent. He's a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. And he beautifies the meek with salvation. Amen. Can God? I believe he can. Amen. He's the doorway of deliverance. He's the pathway of righteousness. He's the highway of holiness. He's the gateway to glory. His life is matchless. His goodness is limitless. His mercy is everlasting. His love never changes. His word is enough. His grace is sufficient. And his yoke is easy. And his burden is light. I wish I could describe him to you. But he's indescribable. He's invincible. You know what? You can't outlive him. And you can't live without him. The Pharisees couldn't stand him. But they found out they couldn't stop him. Death couldn't handle him. The grave couldn't hold him. Herod couldn't kill him. There was nobody before him. And there will be nobody after him. Amen. He's king of kings. And he's Lord of lords. Amen. He feeds me with his hand. He carries me in his bosom. He supports me with his arm. He guides me with his eye. And he informs me with his word. He warms me with his love. And he saved me by his grace. But there are a few folks that say he's dead. I ran into a few of them. It doesn't surprise me because the Bible said the fool in his heart said there is no God. But if he is dead, I got some questions I want to ask you. Who assassinated God? What coroner was called? And who signed God's death certificate? And who was so well acquainted with the one that died that they could identify the deceased? and what obituary column did you find his name and why wasn't I notified I'm a member of the family amen he's my father and if he died surely somebody would come tell me about it listen to me now God is a spirit he does not die by pronouncement he does not die by denial He just does not die. And if you try to destroy him by a fire, he'll refuse to burn. If you try to destroy him with water, he'll just walk on it. If you try to destroy him by strong wind, he'll rebuke the tempest and it'll lay down at his feet. If you try to destroy him by law, you can't find any fault in him. If you try to destroy him by putting him in a grave, he'll rise. If you try to destroy him by ignoring him, it'll only be a matter of time that you'll hear a still small voice knocking on your heart's door. Said if any man open the door, I'll come in and sup with him. And he with me. I also want to mention just a few things that God can do. Can God? God can. One of the things I want to ask you this morning is, can God heal? God can. I don't have all the answers but there's one thing I know that God can. Amen. Somebody said, do you believe in divine healing? I didn't know there was any other kind of healing besides divine healing. Doctors can't heal you. The doctors won't even claim that they can heal you. Amen. Can God? God can. I think along these lines, I can't help but think about that man in Acts the third chapter. Laid there by that gate day after day, asking for alms of the people. They walked by and maybe put a few pennies in and they said, can God? But one day Peter and John came walking by. And you know what? I believe that Peter said, God can, amen. And the man was looking at him, hoping to receive something. The Bible says, Peter fastened his eyes upon him. Silver and gold have I none. But such as I have, give I thee. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, rise up and walk. Somebody said, can God? God can, praise God. And he's still the same today. Somebody said, but you don't know what's the matter with me. And I don't have to know what's the matter with you. I just know that God can this morning. And if we believe it, God can. And God will. And then I want to talk just for a little while on the thought, can God keep? I talk to folks sometime. They say, Brother Larry, I'd get saved. But I'm afraid I can't live it. I'm afraid I'll just go right back out and live like I always live i got news for you this morning. God can keep you. The same power that saved you can keep you, praise God forever. God can keep you from falling after you get saved. I'm glad there's one, praise God forever, according to Jude in the 24th verse. Now unto him that is able to keep you from falling and to present you faultless before the presence of his glory with exceeding joy. Friend, I can't keep myself but I can stand with Paul I can do all things through Christ it strengthens me and I'm glad there's one that's able to keep us from falling I've been on my way down many a time amen. just before I hit rock bottom thank God he came to my rescue praise God yes thank God forever there's one that can keep us from falling God God can even supply our needs 1st Corinthians 3 Now to him that is able to do exceedingly abundantly above all that we can ask or think according to the power that worketh in us if God be for us who could be against us talking about a great big God think about those Hebrew boys he said you better bow down they said we're not going to They said, our God in whom we serve is able to deliver us from the burning fiery furnace. And he will deliver us out of thine hand. Nebuchadnezzar said, can God deliver them out of this fiery furnace? But he found out that God could. Amen. God can deliver you out of your fiery furnace, friend. Amen. Last but not least... Can God save? Can God save me? God can save you. Somebody said, but you don't know the way I've been living. I don't have to know. God can save you. Somebody said, you don't know what I'm bound by. I don't have to know. God can save you. Amen. Religion says, turn over a new leaf. But God says, let me give you a new life. He said he didn't come to call the righteous, but sinners to repentance. And I praise God, there's still a bomb in Gilead. And the blood still reaches deeper than the stain is gone. And Jesus' blood can still make the vile sinner clean. Can God save a dope addict? God can! Can God save a man that's got his life in a rag? God can. Can God take the hate and bitterness out of a man's heart? God can. I say that God can save. Can the Ethiopian change his skin or the leprous spot? No, but God can. Amen. God can save Paul. He can save anybody. Amen. God saved that man. And every time he told his experience, it got better. First time he told his experience, he said, I was on the road to Damascus. And a light shined about me. We read a little bit later, he told that same experience. He said, I was on the road to Damascus and a great light shined about me. Last record we have where he told her experience not long before he got killed. He said, I was on the road to Damascus, and a great light above the brightness of the sun shined about me. I'm talking about something that gets better and it gets sweeter as the days go by. Can God? God can. You can find peace for your never dying soul, friend. You can find pardon for the past. Power for the present. If you need life, you must not refuse him. If you crave love, you must not reject him. If you pursue joy, you must not omit him. If you want peace, you must not exclude him. If you desire truth, you must not ignore him. If you need power, you must not forsake him. And if you long for rest, You must not turn away from him. If you'll come to him as you are, accept him as he is. He'll save your soul. Now I'll tell you what. I believe there's Christians that you've been battling the thought. Can God? You know without faith it's impossible to please God. They that come to God must believe that he is and he's a rewarder of them that don't seek him. Friend, you can even be more than a conqueror. You don't live till you come to him that's got life. And no barrier can keep him from pouring out his power on your life if you'll meet the condition. People think that they can find peace of mind in pills. They try to drink their way to pleasure. They try to smoke their way to settle nerves. They try to puff their way to popularity. They try to push their way to power. They try to bully their way to friendship. They try to bum their way to world peace. But I know where a poor man has a chance. Amen. And I know where a sick man can get well. And I know where an ignorant man can become wise. I know where a bad man can become good. And even a good man can become better. I know where a dead man can be made alive. And it's in Jesus Christ. Thank God he didn't come with a quenched fist, but he come with outstretched arms. Come unto me, all you that labor and heavy laden. I'll give you rest. Do you long for rest? You can have it in the Lord Jesus Christ. He came not only to do what man could not do. He came to do what man would not do. How many believe that God can? Let's take this unbelief. Let's turn from it. All these can gods. I may not mention the thing that you're battling with. Can God. Let's get the victory over these things. If you're here and you're not saved, God can save you. Whatever the need is, he can meet your need. Amen. Amen. Thank you for listening. If you found this message helpful, please share this episode with your friends on Facebook, Messenger, or your favorite social media. If you have questions or suggestions, please message us on Facebook by searching Living the Good Life Show. A big thank you to Sister Rachel Fowler for all of her editing expertise. Until next time, keep living the good life.